0: All right, welcome to a newly mic episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast. We have upgraded our equipment and now sound super crispy.
1: Crispy!
0: I'm Nick Jimenez, joined by Eric Calvino. How do I sound? Beautiful. And Ivan Ocampo.
2: Do I sound sexy?
0: Super sexy. In this episode of the podcast, we will be talking about all sorts of stuff, from Reddit to the NCAA tournament to... Uh, Eric's trip to Chicago, lighter things, Easter, and uh, who knows what else. But before we do that, we're going to hear from our sponsor, Villiger Cigars. Villiger Cigars, celebrating 130 years in tobacco, unveils its first ever full-bodied premium handmade cigar in the Villiger La Vencedora. The Villiger La Vencedora is the follow-up cigar to the highly acclaimed Villiger La Flor de Inclan, and Villiger Sandoro Colorado. This Nicaraguan puro, wrapped in a beautiful Nicaraguan Alano puro wrapper, boasts a potent full-bodied smoking experience featuring highly seasoned, hearty flavors. The Villiger La Vencedora, which translates to the victor, emits a billowing aromatic smoke throughout the smoking experience. The Villiger La Vencedora, a palate-pleasing, full-bodied, yet elegant cigar that will satisfy the cigar connoisseur as well as the casual smoker. Alright, and we're back. This time around our featured cigar is yet another smoke from the Cigar Snob Vault. And this time, publisher Eric Calvino reached way into the back for Camacho Blackout Limited Edition 2013 in Toro, which is a 6 by 50 this has a uh, Honduran wrapper Nicaraguan binder and fillers from Honduras Nicaragua and Brazil these tobaccos are from four different years the wrapper was grown in 2006 the binder 2009 and it's got fillers from 03 08 and 09 uh and maybe the most interesting thing about this is that uh, according to Camacho the wrapper uh, is put through a press fermentation so aside from being on pilones they add additional weight to the pilones so that it adds heat and uh, sort of intensifies some of that fermentation process in the pilon. so if you've ever been in a cigar factory you know that or maybe not a cigar factory always but if you've been where they're fermenting tobaccos you know that it's sitting in big piles and if you stick your hand in the middle of it Eric, I'm, I'm blanking now, but what is the temperature it gets to in there? In there? Uh, over a hundred, over a hundred uh, degrees. Yeah,
1: usually like uh, at its peak is probably around a hundred. Well, depending on what type of tobacco we're talking about, but uh, it it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't be odd for it to get a, about one hundred eight, one hundred ten.
0: Right. So uh, I don't know what the temperatures get to here, but higher, higher than whatever is normal. So um, Ivan, you've been smoking this the longest. You were the first to light. What are your impressions so far?
2: Well, first off, it's it's a beautiful label on it, uh, and more of the appearance. The wrapper on it is extremely toothy, so it's a beautiful, like dark brown colored wrapper uh, with a lot of grit uh, on the tooth. So, really, really nice, uh, strong. I would I think, say I think it's on the mellowed f- out on the from, full what side. It,
1: from what it used to be in terms of well, strength.
2: Well, I, I I just lit it now, but I. I'm not saying it's it's gonna knock me on my ass, but it's strong on the stronger side. Sure. Uh, yeah, and I enjoy smoking good Honduran tobacco, you know. So it's it's tasting good so far.
1: Eric, uh, I'm actually I'm really enjoying it, and I'm I'm comparing it, you know, trying to remember what uh, what that cigar was like before. And I mean, it's been there uh, since 2013, right? Is that yeah. What, is that when it came out? So. Uh, I'm digging it. I like the. It's got. I think the chocolate is coming out more, the dark chocolate than than before. Maybe the espresso because I I feel like the earth, the earthiness that it used to have, is kind of toned down a bit. Uh, and and maybe that's due to the age. I don't know, but it's uh, I'm I'm really enjoying it. It's super smooth. I don't know if you guys are mm-hmm. feeling the same way. So incredibly smooth, not overpowering, strong, and uh and very nice flavors. So I'm I'm enjoying the very beginning of it.
0: Yeah, and I definitely get that that espresso. You know, it's got that kind of yeah. like bitterness, but it, it reminds me a lot of the coffees that you might be drinking, right? If you were in no the doubt. Dominican or in Central America or used to that Cuban coffee with the ultra sweet like roughly 1 to 1 sugar to coffee ratio. Okay, you uh. may be exaggerating <laughs> a bit. But, but no, this has that, that, that bitterness that is enjoyable that, that you would associate with. Yeah, it's like a black coffee. Like exactly. A, like a yeah.
1: Black espresso, no sugar.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I'm into it. Uh, we will return to this cigar. Uh, but before we do that, we'll talk about some other things, including our final update on the NCAA tournament, especially our two man bracket tournament <laughs> that we had going here. Although was, Ivan was quick to point out that it is a four It It is a team. four man. Yeah. Yeah, it was a two man. people
2: didn't fill out their brackets. Yeah,
1: that's but not our problem, right? Nope,
0: nope. Still four people, right? So in that four-man tournament, uh, three men, one woman. Exactly right. Ivan came in. Uh, Ivan came in first. Eric, he did come in first.
2: You cut lost in the uh, We are the last last champions.
1: Episode. What was that?
2: Cut in the We are the champions. There we go. Right here. Yeah,
1: give it to him. Give him the champion. I already gave him us five bucks. I right. no, I did not say that. That we did not play for any money. IRS no, is no going to IRS
2: back. is going to tax
0: me now. On that. <laughs> <laughs> uh so who had Villanova I didn't. did yeah the winner yeah so that was basically what put you over the top no I have won before you had one already yeah all right Well, whatever congratulations to Ivan <laughs> thank you and uh to the Villanova Villanovas for winning the NCAA championship um
1: Eric they did by the way once Kansas uh yeah was out of it I had no chance uh although even if I wouldn't have won I could have at least stayed within the points but uh I don't think you anybody, are now I, I, I don't think game anybody
2: game. cares about the uh, two man horse no, race. No, there. no
1: one cares <laughs> but me. But uh, this audience has been dying to know what happened.
2: What would you think? Did you see any of the championship game?
1: You know, I didn't, man. I watched the. Uh, I was in Chicago, and we'll talk about that later. But I was in Chicago during, uh, during. Uh, what are they? Loyola, mm-hmm. Loyola, Loyola. Lo- 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 we can fix that. Yeah, Loyola, Chicago's. Uh, run there I was I was at the, we were at a bar watching it and it was it was a good time until they started to the first half was a great time cuz Loyola was winning and then Michigan just put the uh put the kibosh on the good times in Chicago and then uh everyone started to just go home sad
2: super sad Michigan was a solid team I mean that that center that, that dude they got, that
1: German guy that Jeff, well it was a beast yeah I don't know if he's Dr- well he's he got is, a German name No no he's German his parents were there and he speaks with a heavy German accent Oh. They're waving German flags in the crowd. Okay. No, no, he's. Well, he he, he doesn't play. German.
2: Yeah, I guess him and Dirk are the best German basketball players I've, ever, I've seen. ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Michigan was great, but Villanova uh,
1: for, first half was a blast. Though to be in Chicago during that first half was—I uh, mean—they built up a ten-point lead, and uh, they were they were flying high. Cinderella. And then the slippers like got lost somewhere along the way. In somewhere the, along in the, the way. In the
0: locker room at halftime. It's midnight.
1: All right. So, uh, Eric, as you
0: mentioned, you were just in Chicago. Oh, is, that the, a, that, is that the next topic? That is the next topic. There's a nice segue right
1: there built in. Uh, you were in Chicago. This was a uh,
0: vacation. There was no... Yeah, other... yeah. It
1: was a spring break vacation for the kids. We wanted to go somewhere cold. It was, yeah. It's already summer-like weather here in Miami. So, uh, And we got the cold we wanted. You got but... it. <laughs> <laughs> I it was uh, It was funny. I left... Uh, You going to be all right there, Nicky? <coughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little loose tobacco just came and blacked me out for a second. Blacked you out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I, the morning that we left, it was 26 degrees, and we landed, and it was 82. So, yeah, the, we, we got the cold that we wanted, but we loved it. The kids loved it. We did all kinds of museums and, and uh, parks. You know, the parks in Chicago are amazing. So, yeah, we had a great time. So and we'll, the food, man, the food and the music, we loved it. So what are the uh, the top three recommendations among the things that you did on this trip? I, I was with the kids. So I know that what we're doing is a cigar podcast, but we didn't do any cigar-related things other than me smoking a cigar in the park. So beyond that, there was no other cigar venues that I went to. So my three recommendations have nothing to do with cigars, uh, even though I'll give you one after. Uh, so Art Institute of Chicago, if you at all are into any sort of arts... Uh, the Art Institute of Chicago is a must-see. It's one of the best museums I've ever been to. Uh, you know, to be in the presence of some Van Goghs, some Picasso's, some Dalis, it was um, amazing. And the uh, the whole Impressionist section with Matisse and uh, and Rodin and Renoir, it was awesome, awesome. So uh, highly recommend that. Uh, my second recommendation would be the hotel, the Conrad uh, by Hilton, the Conrad Chicago. What a badass hotel! Look uh, at you
2: going all fancy five-star hotel dude
1: uh you know the hotels in chicago i don't know why but they're not terribly expensive so you're staying at a at a conrad uh for the price that you stay at a best western here in in miami uh so if you're gonna do it uh hell i mean choose that because that's probably the best hotel uh one of the best hotels in town and, uh, and then third, the, uh, Cochon Volant Brasserie. I know that sounds super fancy and everything, yeah. but it's not. It's a, it's a French Brasserie, but it's, it's the only French place you can go for lunch. And so it was, uh, excellent, excellent food, excellent wine selection and a great bar. Uh, so those are my three Art Institute, Conrad Chicago and Cochon Volant Brasserie. Um, uh, now I will tell you, we had a blast at the House of Blues with the kids because, uh, can't do many blues bars right. with kids. So House of Blues worked. And, uh, and then the other thing I would say is it, if, you're, if you're in Chicago and you want to smoke cigars, go to Biggs. Biggs is a, is a badass cigar lounge in Chicago. Highly recommended. So we've been there before and loved it. So that would be my cigar recommendation for the trip, even though this time I didn't go.
0: Cool. Cool.
1: Uh, before
0: we get to the next topic of conversation... We will give you a word from another sponsor, from whom we would also recommend a number of things: El Galang Cigars. El Galang Reserva Especial comes in four box pressed sizes: the five by fifty-two Airos, the five and three quarters by fifty-four Apuestos, six by fifty-two Torpedo Gallardos, and the six by sixty Obesos. These are all one hundred percent Nicaraguan cigars with Jalapa Oscuro wrappers, available in stores nationwide. You can check them out on their website, El Galang Cigars. Or on social media if you use Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, in all those places, just look for El Galang Cigars. That's E L G A L A N cigars.com. All right.
1: Well, you can also uh you can also visit their store. They have a, a small retail That's shop right. here in Miami. Yep. Uh right off of Bird Road. Yep. And like what ninety something, ninety third or something. That sounds right, yeah. Yeah. Just uh just west of the Palmetto. Kind of west,
0: yeah. Yeah, so not too and far the, west of the Palm.
1: Palmetto, being the Eight Twenty Six Expressway. Uh, but yeah, he's got he's got obviously his entire selection of cigars, but also a, a, a good variety of cigars of all makers. So I would recommend that yeah. uh, to anyone who is in town. And I would even say if you're if you're in town, you know, buy some of the buy
0: Galang Reserva Special. But one thing that if you're not from here that you might not have as easy access to, his bundles are awesome.
1: <laughs> They're excellent.
0: He makes a great bundled cigar. I have friends who uh, who smoke that almost exclusively. Um, so, yeah, check that out if you happen to be in town.
1: And it's, by the way, 95th, uh, 9523 Southwest 40th Street. There you go. Which is Bird Road.
0: All right. So, uh, the next thing we're going to get into here is... Uh, Kind of an odd topic, uh, but if you are a uh, creature of the internet, as you probably are if you're listening to a cigar podcast, this may be of interest to you. So there's been sort of a a trend over the last several years of internet companies kind of stepping in to regulate the kinds of speech that, that are on their platform. For instance, YouTube stepped in recently and uh, announced it was going to be cracking down on content that does anything to promote uh, firearms brands. Uh, Facebook started getting into, uh, determining or indicating to its users what news sources are trustworthy and not based on, I guess, I think it has a partnership with PolitiFact or something. Um, on Reddit, it was announced that their terms of service changed. Uh, we recently, or I recently became a little more active on Cigar Reddit, uh, where there's a little bit of a, I don't want to say a freak out, but people are concerned that the way they interact with each other as cigar smokers may be changing. So I'll read you the new language from Reddit's Terms of Service. Quote, You may not use Reddit to solicit or facilitate any transaction or gift involving certain goods and services, including firearms, ammunition, or explosives, drugs, including alcohol and tobacco, or any controlled substances except advertisements placed in accordance with our advertising policy, paid services involving physical sexual contact, stolen goods, personal information, false. Information. All right, I'm out. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so at least on the uh, Cigars subreddit and a number of other ones, you know, if if you're active there, a lot of what happens on those on those subreddits on those boards is people trading cigars and sometimes selling cigars. Like, hey, I came across, I don't know, uh, I want to unload these five Eye of the Shark things or or whatever, uh, you know, rare stuff. Um, and, and that's a lot of what happens there. Uh, what are your thoughts on how the cigar world can sort of respond, um, and whether just your general thoughts on these companies that are not cigar related sort of stepping in to police some of this stuff?
1: Man, you know, it bothers me. Uh, I have to tell you, it it bothers me when you have uh, adults who are just trading and you're uh you're prohibiting that it's not uh now I'm, I'm not condoning the sale of cigars on reddit obviously that's that's different you need a tobacco license to be able to sell and you should go to your your local tobacconist or, or online retailer to to purchase your cigars but when it comes to trading uh it, man it it's not a the two consenting adults uh this is not the physical the sexual physical contact part this is right this is cigars uh being traded a legal product uh between two individuals who are of legal age to consume them um, let me ask you something does reddit when you register no do they ask you your age and that kind of stuff i don't think so no no okay well then, then there, I understand.
0: there may be some opting in like uh uh On certain subreddits, you may be doing the kind of thing that you would do if you went to a cigar website, right? Like by being here, yep. you're acknowledging. I, there may be some of that, but I don't, you know. And some of that is implicit, right? Like they, they all have their rules. Uh And I'm pretty sure that these subreddits do have in the rules, which maybe you kind of have to go out of your way to look for. But somewhere along the way, like there is an acknowledgement of, hey, you should be doing this legally, whatever that means.
1: Yeah, I, again, I think if you're trading cigars for cigars i just don't see why that would be an issue right you had to be of age to to purchase the cigars in the first place uh so it kind of it's it's policed at the ground level uh, yeah so i just i i don't i don't like it i don't agree with it uh again two consenting adults or uh, two people who were able to come by the cigars legally uh, should be able to trade them legally
2: seems like something that can get skirted around pretty easily though yeah of course so I see them trying to cover themselves yeah for all the liabilities but it doesn't seem like it's gonna prevent anything it just it's not gonna facilitate the actual like hey I'm gonna send you and I've seen it a lot with beer too you know uh, there's certain areas that you can't get like craft beer well know?
1: yeah well a brewery uh, that's Correct. right here in Miami uh, and you want that beer and you're, you're in Washington State, you're not getting that beer unless someone sends it to you. And vice
2: versa, and then people versa. are trading for those beers. Well, uh,
0: and even though you know we kind of poked a little bit of fun at the we're not trading sexual contact here, but those two things are related in the sense that I think some of this is coming from pushes to hold these sites responsible as being more than just spaces where these exchanges happen and condoning uh, or taking part in those transactions right so if you're going to have for example lawmakers pushing for legislation to hold like uh reddit or Backpage or uh craigslist responsible if there's some kind of human trafficking going on it's not a big leap to go from that to okay well now you're also in the cigar business Mm because people are buying and selling cigars on your platform as opposed to just like hey we created this forum and they're doing whatever the hell they want in there uh So that may be part of it. Even like Facebook, right? Facebook's uh, Mark Zuckerberg has come out talking about like, oh, well, maybe we do need to be regulated. And you're starting to see some of what the cigar world knows too well with like Altria uh, talking about like, you know, we want FDA regulation. The little guys kind of freak out. In this case, Facebook loving the idea of crowding out competition leaves everybody else thinking, well, okay, maybe Facebook can afford to police all of its content and deal with the blowback if if somebody does something – you know that runs afoul of the law on its platform if they've crowded out the competition. Uh, but where does that leave? You know these guys are going to migrate to somewhere other than Reddit. But where does that leave wherever they go to? Because if that's the direction all this goes, where people are being held responsible for what's said and done on platforms you create. Back to those Craigslist sexual favors. There so. you go.
1: <laughs> no, I think they're also in this uh, in this group of sites that that changed their terms. So I, I think. Uh, Right. Yeah, they've been, yeah,
2: of course. They've become big enough where now they have to
1: yeah.
0: play by the rules. Right. And Backpage was sort of like the, maybe not the genesis of that, but like the biggest example. And I think in the case of Backpage, uh, there were emails and stuff that came out you know, with uh, some of those personal ads that were more prostitution related. And it was found that Backpage was like actively uh, affecting their algorithms and their ad programs to promote some of that stuff. It wasn't a totally passive thing. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, the cigar world knows well what those slippery slopes look like. It's just something to keep an eye out for. And and it's even something to be mindful of if you do this stuff just personally with friends on Facebook, right? Like, how long is it before you using Facebook to say, hey, I have a box of uh, Padron 64s. Who wants them for 100 bucks among my friends? Is it really that much of a stretch to think, okay, if they're going after this sort of thing, are they going to come down after you for... Just saying, like, hey, who wants to buy a hundred dollar you know box of cigars? I just want to unload it on Facebook uh, or guys, trade by the way, those or whatever. Maybe right, the yeah. Boxes <laughs> is for right, right, right. right. The hundred dollar box is is fake. Uh, so anyway, something to be aware of. Uh, I don't know if we have anything else to say on that front, but it is a, it is a thing to be cognizant of, and uh, and especially if you you know are are a writer, a person who writes Congress people and that sort of thing. Yet another thing that you may want to throw into your write your congressman routine uh you know because we don't want a lot of people who are just kind of partaking in this communal aspect of this hobby getting caught up you know and becoming criminals because they wanted to trade some cigars on the internet
1: yeah no i mean what, what are you doing you're going to like the silk road now you go <laughs> right yeah <laughs> to, to do a a a legal trade of two items so yeah uh, it, it's terrible I, i'm i hate it i understand uh Reddit's reasoning and Craigslist reasoning and all that—I get it, but uh, but it it blows because that's that's just such a big part of of that online community and uh, and what they do and what they enjoy. So I hate to see that go away. Yeah, and and like you you know
0: like we have all said here. I mean, it, it is a community ultimately. Like I've seen there was even a an instance of uh, I think it was like on one of these subreddits. Somebody uh, had, had died at an accident or, or was having some kind of health problem. And the amount of money that was raised, like they actually did uh, some sales of cigars to raise money for this guy's family. Uh, you know, and you hear those stories all the time too, right? These little pockets of the cigar community where all that kind of – and those relationships only exist and, and people only care uh, because they've been
1: interacting on that cigar thing. Uh, yeah, and, and you know that it's a little bit of what happens in a cigar store, right? Right. When you when you hang out in a cigar lounge or or, or a cigar shop, uh, these relationships that you build there, uh, this is where normally that kind of activity happens uh, in terms of helping people or trading with people or or just uh, exchanging ideas about a product. And then now it had been extended out to this and you know, this very large uh, community, and uh, and like I said, it's a shame to see it go away so uh, if there's any positive in it I hope that it, it drives people back to the cigar shop more right uh, because we love our brick and mortars so
2: I will say that the demographics of the people on reddit is very young however in the cigar subreddit I would say it's not that it's probably the opposite so maybe I don't know what others there's millions of sub subreddits out there but of all of them I would say the older demographic would probably be in the cigar one and everything else that I've gone through is very young yeah
0: yeah i think the more you get into like any any niche on on reddit it kind of goes a little bit older but yeah the cigar the cigar site is probably more like 30s 40s yeah ish based on what i see people you know it's a lot of people there posting like oh i'm smoking this cigar because i just bought my first house or uh my third kid was born this is what i smoked so i would guess it's like 30s 40s as a as a median age what i so what i what i Hey, this is a Miami Cuban podcast. We can throw a little burai, uh in here every now and again. So, uh, less of a thing to lament. We just want to talk about lighters. All these cigars that we can no longer trade because the man is breathing down our neck. How are we lighting them? <laughs> how are we lighting them? We can't these get things. rid of them. Uh, so, Eric, talk a little bit about um, the outdoor boating aspect of this last issue and how lighters. Played into that so you you did a a travel story where you were boating around with uh with nestor miranda we talked about that on a recent podcast um how are you guys
1: burning all this tobacco so and like i said in the in the story itself uh when you're on a boat you're gonna need uh you're gonna need something that's uh wind resistant obviously and uh and also splash resistant if not downright waterproof so so we used the, uh, whoa, accidental ashing on the shirt. Okay, my, my shirt's ash resistant. So. <laughs> yeah, so there's, uh, there's basically a couple ways you can go about it. One is bring bring along a very cheap lighter, <laughs> right? That right. you don't mind uh, getting damaged uh, by the salt water and whatnot. Or bring a lighter that, that can handle the elements like the uh, Zycar Stratosphere, which is an excellent uh, outdoor lighter. During our test, it, it it performed extremely well. And, uh, so I, I like those kinds of lighters, but I'm also, uh, partial to the blazer. All right. The blazer has a, a cap on it so you can, you can protect it from the elements and the, the flame is, is excellent on a blazer. So, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think those are considerations when you're going out on a boat and, uh, you've got to deal with the wind and the splash and, and whatnot. So, uh, we had no problems. We've been boating for a long time, not our first rodeo, but, um, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, I think you need to be cognizant of that. So outside of boating, what is it that, Ivan, if you
0: have a whole lineup of all of the typical lighter options. Sure. And you're told this is what you're lighting with for like the next month.
2: So in my, my particular case, my golf bag is full of lighters. So if you want to okay. go in that direction.
0: Sure. Yeah. What are, you, what are you lighting with on the golf course?
2: Torch is always preferable because it's sure. always windy as hell out there. Uh, um, and you still have to kind of like hide in yep. between, like the steering wheel, the <laughs> your bag. You got to throw a towel over your head, like if you're smoking weed or well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're still trying to get it lit.
1: Um, yeah. So soft flame out of the question, right? Uh,
2: if that's all you got, obviously you're gonna yeah. You're try going to, into the bathroom or something. You're, you're, yeah, right. No, no. You're just trying to get it done out there, one way or another. But uh, yeah, torches the. To, the way to go
1: so on a golf course where you're dealing a lot less with the water and the constant splash you can you can deal with uh you can get yourself a triple flame or a quad flame like uh like jetline sure jetline is perfect yeah and then that that is very wind resistant because it has four damn flames on it
2: not expensive it can stay in your golf bag it doesn't matter if you forget about it or not it's always there
1: and we also found that that was incredibly durable uh, durable right Yeah, yeah we got that wet and you just Blow the water off of it, and and uh, and it lip right back up. So uh, we also like we, we like ZyCar products, but I prefer the ZyCar cutters to the lighters, me personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but there are very good ZyCar lighters out there that can also be used. I also am a fan of the uh, the st Dupont, the Extend, right? Because mm-hmm. it's so small, so it doesn't take up a lot of space in your pocket. But again, not terribly weather resistant. Yeah, but. But very nice lighter,
0: or theft resistant.
1: It's also not theft resistant, yeah.
0: <laughs> so i I'm the lighter that I have enjoyed using the most was uh the one that I bought years ago when uh, I was in New York to interview Jeffrey Zakarian, the chef, and we just needed something cooler than the the Jeep thing that I had, which is a solid lighter option. That's what
1: you were lighting right That's now. What with. I was
0: lighting with right now. It's usually what I reach for when we're in the office, and I, you know, I I, I like the soft flame when you can get away with it. Yep. Um, but we wanted something cool looking and uh we were using what i'm pretty sure based on my quick google search here is the black label dictator flame lighter flat flame lighter that's from lotus so i had a lotus but this looks like it's the same deal but either way i mean it was a uh, it's a flat jet uh i don't know how they get it that way maybe it's just like a little passageway issue and they you know uh flatten out the jet uh but I like that it's not super intense, like one of those three or four torch. Fins. Yeah, that's the problem I have
1: with those. Sometimes you char the bejesus out of your cigar. Exactly.
0: But then when you have like what I'm not crazy about is um, if I'm right about you, the the St. Dupont lighter you're talking about is the one that you squeeze from both sides. Yes, I well, don't like, it's like that. It's really one side, but yeah, it's like such a fine point yep. that I feel like you have to pay way more attention to where you're putting that thing. So I I, I was a big fan of that flat flame. Now, it's it's tough to find those for like under a hundred bucks, and mine is broken uh yeah. but uh but it's cool as hell like when it's working super cool lighter uh works very well for getting a nice even light we were talking before we started recording though that this is not something that the old school the old guard yeah of cigar makers are they're even not cigar into this at all into.
1: yeah they're, they're they're lighting uh soft flame all the time mm-hmm. uh yeah, i remember my grandfather all these all these cuban farmers all these guys are all lighting soft flame, even in a field with wind. They don't give a shit, and maybe They're... not even butane. No, 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 no. They don't care. They're lighting with a bic. They don't. They're not really into that. Uh, into the whole uh, accessory game. The old, the old school guys are not at all. So it's funny that you know we kind of sit in the middle of that, right? One of the reasons that those old guys don't care is because cigars are just an everyday product that they enjoy, uh, and it's easily accessible for them. So uh so they don't worry so much about lighting it and getting the most and the clean flame and so we sit somewhere in between that, right? We we're kind of like those guys in that the cigars are readily accessible for us. We don't worry too much about price mm-hmm. uh because they're part of our of our business. But at the same time, when we're tasting a cigar for the purposes of, of ratings or, or uh or just evaluating a cigar, we do want a clean flame. We don't want to taste that butane. We uh, we want to light it properly, or as close to properly as possible. So uh, we're kind of uh, sitting. So uh, so yeah, we we sit somewhere in between that spectrum of of whether we care about accessories or not, right? Like just on this table right now, you have a ZyCar flame, uh, a torch that Ivan is using. I've got a Lotus torch here, and uh, and you've got it the Jeep. Yep. So we also
2: have sixteen other lighters that aren't working, including this one
1: <laughs> yeah if they could only see that one
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right here should we we'll, we'll make that the uh the soundcloud image so I, hope not. The I really hope not <laughs> uh but
2: yeah, i care about reliability so i'll say that again reliability <laughs> 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 cuz this is a graveyard you of, you are yeah of, you are the graveyard of, of our office that, that go to die there uh, it's terrible so whenever you have one that works and always
1: works i mean that's Hey, you've also got the gun lighter there. I know that. Uh, what's the website? That's not on all- YouTube. YouTube's not allowing gun-related content, but maybe we can uh, we right. can do a video about our yep. gun lighter. Yeah. So
0: take it to the range. Uh, so anything else we want to add on the uh, on this lighter issue? I got nothing. I got nothing. No. All right. Cool. So back to the thing we just lit thirty minutes ago. How are you guys feeling about the uh, the progress you've made on this Camacho? What happened? What happened to the muting, Nick? Camacho blackout. I did not mute my phone. That's so, uh, that's probably them letting me know that Pete is clean. Ah, my dogs are the grimmer.
1: So I, I'm still enjoying the hell out of the cigar. It's uh, maybe dropped down one tick in terms of flavor intensity, uh, but still extremely enjoyable. Uh, I think the, mm-hmm. the the coffee and the and the chocolate have. Uh, like I said, toned down just a tick, uh, yeah. but still super smooth. Not an ounce of harshness or bitterness or any of that. Ash so. is perfect. Really, really. I mean, I don't know if you, can you still get these. Did you? I mean, I know they were limited.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think so.
1: Um, but I'd love to hear if someone has these. Uh, if someone still has some of these, and uh, you know what their thoughts are on them, because I'm. I'm sad because these are the last three that we had. Yeah, so
0: at least according to their uh, the, the press release they put out when this 2013 edition first came out, uh, it was limited to uh, five sizes, each getting 1,000 boxes of 20. So pretty small. Yeah, run.
1: so I'm going to have to talk to, to to my friends at Camacho, uh, get our hands on some more of these. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I really am enjoying it. Yeah, solid, solid. For me, the the, the coffee sort of fell
0: back and I'm, I'm picking up more of the chocolate now. Um, uh, it was like pretty close to pure coffee at the beginning, which I was into. Um, but this is also good at about, what would you say we're getting into the second third now? Uh, Roughly.
1: Yeah. Not me. I don't know. Maybe I've just been yapping too
0: much. Oh, I don't know. I might just be giving myself too much credit for so. smoking fast. You typically do.
2: I'm enjoying the whole vault segment because we get to smoke these aged cigars, <laughs> yeah. which we rarely get to do. We always have I to f- smoke new, yeah. fresh stuff. So whenever we get something that's four
0: or five years old. Damn good time. Damn good time. Oh yeah. So uh another thing that you don't want to leave in your vault is certain bottles of Stella Artois.
1: Oh yeah, heard about that.
0: So Stella Artois has recalled beer bottles, and this is really where we're throwing this in here as a little bit of a PSA because people who like cigars very often I'm a I'm an exception, but like beer. Uh Nick's a weirdo. I am a weirdo. I don't drink beer. Uh I don't like the bubbles. But um Stella has recalled beer bottles that could contain particles of glass, which I am told by people who like beer is not good.
1: <laughs> not that fun. So
0: uh, I'll, uh, I'll read a quick bit from this uh, USA Today story, which came out today, April 3rd. Stella Artois has issued a voluntary recall of some of its 11.2 ounce bottles of Stella Artois beer in the U.S. and Canada that may contain particles of glass. The Belgian beer brand owned by Anheuser-Busch uh, said the recall covers less than 1% of its glass bottles. So it applies to Stella Artois, 6-packs, 12-packs, 18-packs, 24-packs. Uh, I was drinking Stella last night.
2: Yeah, that's what you do. I don't know how this recall works because if you buy Stella, you'll drink it within an hour. Yeah. So right. there, nobody's hanging on to Stella's. Hey, You're well, not aging these No, days. you're not aging them. You're <laughs> yeah. not going yeah, to not gonna party, impress academy. anybody yeah. in a week or two. Whenever you pull this out, hey, check out the Stella I got. It's not happening. No. So.
0: But yeah, it's uh, the, and then the uh, also the Stellar Artois, How would you pronounce this? L e g e r e. I didn't. Uh, it's uh, it's in the link in the show notes. But I'm gonna go. I to Legere, should not be the légère. Yeah, yeah. The, don't don't Legere go to me for or Legere, the Légère, whatever
1: that is. The six packs and twelve packs. So if you've bought any of those products, there's someone out there right now going, "Fucking yeah!" God, it's it's légère. Right. So yeah, yeah. I don't know how to say it, but there's somebody out there it's who thinks probably, you're an
0: asshole. It's probably easier to pronounce when your mouth is bleeding from all the glass in the bottle, <laughs> or it's in your stool, <laughs> or it's. <laughs> Oh, Laguerre! Oh, Laguerre. I'm, pass- I'm passing a Laguerre right now.
2: <laughs> you fuckers!
0: <laughs> so, yeah, if uh, if you've got Laguerre in your stool, you want to go back to your liquor store <laughs> and let them know. I'm not sure if I'll be able to continue. <laughs> uh, so, you're
1: welcome for that PSA. Uh, well, hang on. Yeah, what's up? Again, I don't know if I can talk anymore, but uh, credit goes to my sister for uh, for sharing the story. Oh, there you go. So I think uh, Ramon, her husband, uh, had a couple that. with me. Yeah. <laughs> we, can, we were drinking. We were drinking Stella last night. I, I at home. They came over for dinner, and uh, I made pizza, and yeah. we drank Stella with it because that's what you do. At our house, that's what you do?
2: He's the razor. he will be fine.
1: Is there- <laughs> That is his nickname. Oh man,
0: so uh, so yeah, watch out for that Stella. Don't make your butt bloody. Uh, Pour it through a filter. <laughs>
1: uh, Easter was this past Sunday, just uh, two days ago. What did you guys do? Uh, well, this would be like one of those bad Catholic alert. Like, do we have a Catholic, a bad Catholic alarm? I'll find some bad Catholics. Okay, yeah, I, we were flying back from Chicago. Uh, on Easter Sunday, mm. got got here uh, at the end of the day, so yeah, no, no easterness going on. uh We have kind of like your family does something about what is it Mother's Day is like two weeks later or something right, like that. Yeah. That's what we're doing with Easter. Our real our our Easter will be this this coming Sunday. Right, right. I wish we did that.
2: So I went to the beach yeah. uh, on Easter. I went to cuba We saw the pictures. So, what you didn't see was... You and a thong, thank God. No, no, no. Uh, Me trying to get off the beach with everybody else. So, it was on Key Biscayne, which is a one... One way in, one way out situation. Uh, one way in, one way out. And they hold the Miami Open. The finals of the tournament every year on the same day on Easter. So, everybody's trying to get off the beach... Who's been on the beach and get out of the tournament at the same time? So it took me one and a half hours to move two miles, according to Ways. Wow!
1: Don't blame the rabbit for that. It's yeah. not Easter's fault that you guys have no. this crazy. So I'd
2: love to change the date to another. This
1: crazy day. tradition that you have. Yeah. Well, well, you may not have to, right? Didn't we? Uh, isn't that that it for the open? I don't think we're having that anymore.
0: No.
2: Well, it's moving to Dolphin Stadium.
1: There you go. So. You may not have to worry about you. You're Your tradition it. is safe.
2: I'm still pushing to move it.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, never mind then. <laughs> Just because. Yeah, Just don't because. move it near Dolphin Stadium <laughs> and a Hard Rock Stadium. Um. How about you, Nicholas? You are a much better Catholic than me. I or did. Than yeah. I. Well, no. I mean, but I. <laughs> I thought you were Jewish. I. I have a lot been of people told. Think he's Jewish. Yeah, yeah.
0: I have been told that. Uh. Uh. But no, I. I did not do Jewish things. I went to mass. Uh. In the morning, and then uh, had some family in from out of town. Shout out to Father Willie? No, no. Didn't see Father Willie. In fact, I think Father Willie uh, is in Israel. So he did do Jewish things. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, He's in Israel looking at at Israel things, and I was in Miami uh, at mass, and I had some family in from out of town. We had paella.
1: And uh, and yeah, it was good.
0: Nothing wrong with a little paella.
1: No, hell, I mean, that's actually one of the things to do yeah. uh, on Easter because of the uh, fish we situation. We had baia
0: and, um, and scotch. Baia and scotch. We did uh, oh, the, a hell of a mix. the Balvini Caribbean cask. Look at you. So, all got into some of that. Look at Nicholas. That's right. On the third day, he drank again. <laughs> he drank Balvini. He drank Balvini. Um, all right, and uh, before we get into our parting recommendations, we will hear from our episode sponsor, Villiger Cigars. Villiger Cigars is celebrating 130 years in tobacco and unveiling its first ever full-bodied premium handmade cigar in the Villiger La Vencedora. It's a follow-up to the highly acclaimed Villiger La Flor de Enclang and Villiger Sandoro Colorado. The Nicaraguan Puro is wrapped in a beautiful Nicaraguan Habano Ocuro wrapper and boasts a potent full-bodied smoking experience featuring highly seasoned, hearty flavors. The Villiger La Vencedora is a palate-pleasing, full-bodied, yet elegant cigar that will satisfy the cigar connoisseur as well as the casual smoker. Make sure that you visit Villiger online at villigercigars.com. Check them out on Facebook, facebook.com slash villiger.northamerica. Twitter at Villiger Cigars, that's cigars with an S at the end, and Instagram at Villiger Cigar. Just Villiger Cigar, no S at the end, on Instagram. As we always do, we will be rounding out this episode with our parting recommendations where we let you know things that we think you should try or avoid in the world of cigars or drinks or books or movies or TV shows or whatever else it may be. Ivan, you're going to kick us off with a mystery recommendation. We got a thing sitting in a paper bag over
1: here.
2: Yep. So this will be an on-the-spot recommendation of something I've never had before. So you guys don't know what's in this brown paper bag. We, I've never we had, all had it. Are
1: drinking from it, like, uh, like hobos? If you want, if
2: you want, you can. I've never had I don't it. see I any th- glasses. I just hear a lot of people talking about it. I want to see what the big hubbub is. So, here's, here's hubbub the, about this. Here's the mystery reveal. Oh, kombucha. kombucha! Kombucha! You got it, uh, organic and raw. So everybody's loaded t- with polyphenols. Okay. I'm, just, I'm just reading it from here. Oh, okay. Just, I have no I don't, idea. Don't forget the I, don't, I don't know what, what <laughs> it is either. So I'll read you what it is. Kombucha tea is fermented drink made with tea, sugar, bacteria, and yeast. Although it's sometimes referred to as kombucha mushroom tea, kombucha is not a mushroom. It's a colony of bacteria and yeast. So apparently, the, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Probably, I've never been on live yeah. television before. So, uh, this is—I don't know—good for it, your stomach. Would you get upset if it, I brought some glasses over? Sure. No, go ahead. Um, it has alcohol. Uh, it I'm does have sh- alcohol. Is there a percentage on this? It does have. it's i think it's 0. .5. How about, how about so that? I'm going to be thoroughly disappointed.
0: How about this? Some Stella, Stella glasses. Stella
2: glasses, awesome.
0: <laughs> All right. So, so we are cracking open a bottle of... Is this a particular brand? Like, why, why this kombucha? Because that's the one they had at Publix.
2: That's <laughs> the one they had at Milam's there. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, it's called GTS. It, is so that's it, a, the is brand. it a
1: shake well situation? Let's,
2: it doesn't say to shake it.
1: GTS, by the way, is the brand. Jesus. I mean, in case anyone wants to. All right. Sounds like a go. should a fast, we shake it? It's, it's, it's probably a fast. a fast car. Yeah, this is a very fast car. Is this gonna <laughs> go through the system fast like a GTO? <laughs> I can't even open it. The yeast is like cemented <laughs> the yeast on t- you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, effervescence! I hear uh, Nicholas. Uh, yeah. Nicholas is uh, not yeah. gonna be happy with this. Would you take one for the team? Just I'll, to... I'll drink this bubbly okay. mushroom stuff. Yeah.
2: Apparently, I already went down the super slide. When I went down the water, I was
0: scared half to death. Oh, it looks
1: like it it like, a, it. It looks like, like
2: a watered-down no. sample of urine yeah. with carbonation. That is what it
1: looks like. All right. Uh, a sample of urine from someone who has a liver problem or kidney problem.
2: So, golden yellow on the port. <laughs> Cidery smell to
1: it. Yes. I so, gave you a yeah. a, a, yeah. a light handed pour, Nick. All right, all right. Everybody's got their glasses. Cheers,
2: yeah. Salute. That's not bad. That's not bad.
1: No, very cidery.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. super cidery.
1: Oh, I can do this. Uh, I mean, I, this is healthy.
2: Oh, uh, I thought I was going to be able to spit it out right on air here, <laughs> but no, it's actually good. So
1: yeah, kombucha time. Yeah, I man, if you had yeah. a little bit of alcohol to this year and. It has, it has, it has, it
2: has .5, so yeah, here's point it, 5 but, that's, that's, but I
1: think it's supposed to be just. You know. Rejoice, this is live food That's what it says on the bottle
2: mm. Alright, so check it out Living food Go, for go the get living a, body. a little bottle of kombucha
0: So here's the question, Is what would you pair this with? What cigar, we're smoking this blackout But what should we be smoking if we had started with kombucha?
2: A little Connecticut I, action. I would Yeah,
1: I would go with a, a Davidoff A Davidoff Classic or Grand Cru Although, although I don't I don't like the ar- the aroma that comes off of it.
2: Because it has bacteria. It's supposed to be medicinal. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I don't, I don't like the smell, but the taste is good. The taste is very it's cidery. cidery. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'd still, I'd definitely go uh, Davidoff Grand Cru or Davidoff Classic on this one.
0: Okay. So, you heard it here first.
1: We are, we're we're recommend- we're this is thumbs up? Thumbs, thumbs up, up on kombucha? Up.
2: Thumbs up. on kombucha, I- If
1: this is supposed to be good for you, yeah. I can drink this without a problem. Yeah. If it means I'm I'm being healthier in some way, offsetting all of the horrible things that right. I ingest, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little post Chicago detox with the kombucha, to- totally. Uh, all right. Oh so. man, speaking of Chicago, I had this beer up there, Solemn Oath. Holy shit, I liked it a lot. But we can't. We can't is that get the it brewery name. Is that, yeah, yeah. It was a it was a porter or a stout that I had uh, from a brewery called Solemn Oath. I really liked it. So where if anybody out there knows anything about Solemn Oath, we're in Chicago. Like if somebody wants to go and visit it, I have no idea. I didn't. Uh, I didn't even look it up. I just went. Uh, oh, you didn't go to the. Right. So you. No, I just yeah, had, had it at a restaurant. Door. Okay, cool. So i back,
2: back to the kombucha. There have been reports of adverse effects such as stomach <laughs> upset, <and> infections, <laughs> and allergic reactions.
0: I just freak out.
2: Should have probably read that first.
0: Fitting that we put it in these teleglasses. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, man. All this live stuff is going to be fighting its way <laughs> through the Laguerre. Through the Laguerre to get out. Ivan's going back. Oh, That's man. True. All right, we're going to report back to you on the next episode of the podcast. Oh, that is a heavy,
1: heavy-handed. No. Yeah, I'm is gonna, this a I'm single gonna serving? I'm going to get all of it. Servings per container two. That's okay, yeah, you're safe. You're Maybe. having the second one now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all, all right, right. so uh, Eric, you have a uh, recommendation of
1: your own. What should the people be getting into? So I'm I'm back to my reading. Uh, you know, obviously on uh, on a on a long trip, a semi long trip. Uh, I read uh, I read Eric Clapton's autobiography. I've always been a fan of uh of old Slow Hand and uh reading the autobiography was uh was incredible, all those backstories about all the shit going on, all the addictions that he dealt with, uh, or that he put himself through. But the stories are great, uh the uh the battles with uh, George Harrison over Patty Boyd and and all that stuff. Great stories. Great. St- if you, if you're into Clapton and you're into blues, uh, you'll find yourself going at, at least this is what happened to me. As I'm reading, I would go back to Spotify because he would be talking about how he came up with this song or that song or, or, uh, who came up with this line or that. And then I'd go back and listen to some songs. And he talked about some stuff that as much of a Clapton fan as I've been, uh, there were some things that, that I'd never even heard. And I totally got into cool. So, uh, So yeah, Clapton, The Autobiography. That's what I'm into right now.
0: All right. And uh, this time, I think this might be the first time I do this, I am recommending that you stay away from a thing. Hmm. Uh, On Netflix, I started watching Mark Maron's uh, stand-up special, Too Real. And it was just obnoxious. Hmm. Uh, It starts out with, and I'm, I'm not a Trump fan, but it was like the kind of really long stretch of just bitching about what it's like to live in the age of Trump and how scary it is to wake up and look at your phone and see what the news is like. Oh, give me a fucking Snowflake. break! That's what you go to. That's what you go to stand up comedy to like, get away from.
1: Yeah.
0: And it just. I, and I gave it a shot, right? Like I stuck around with it for way too long, and it just kept going
1: and going. Oh, like, yeah, please get over which, it. Which I like Mark Maron. You know. Yeah, but don't don't get into that. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. So it's um, you know what I what I hate about that stuff is so easy. Mm-hmm. It's it's lazy comedy. That, so that that already starts to bother me. It's like, all right, buddy, come on. You couldn't find a better topic than this? Yeah.
0: So anyway, uh, it, and it has like, you know, it was very easy to find. It was like suggested in comedy. So I imagine that's happening with a lot of other people. Unless you're into that kind of thing, if that's going to bother you, stay away from it. It's it, not going to be the escape that you I mean, you it want could be done something. funny.
2: Uh, Bill Maher is
0: funny. If you do it right. But this yeah, was... But he's not lazy. He's right, very well-researched.
2: Yeah.
1: And, and I don't like him, but...
2: He's good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, anything else we want to add? Uh, I, I probably got to run because this kombucha has gone through me. No, I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Thank so you, Ivan, for the. Uh, thank you for the kombucha. I used your
0: $5 that I won in my. Uh, <laughs> I NCAA thank you pool. myself for this. this is championship, championship Villanova. Kombucha.
2: Championship kombucha. Thank
0: you, Villanova. All right. So, with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of the podcast. As always, thank you for listening. You can find us on social media. Just look for Cigar Snob Mag. Or look for episodes of the podcast at cigarsnobmag.com slash podcast. You, su- you can subscribe to the podcast or listen to us on uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play Music.
1: If you hear squeaking in the background, that's Elsa the cleaning lady. Yep. Say Clean hi, her. Elsa. Doing what she does. Elsa, say hello. See, hola.
0: No. <laughs> She squeaked for you. She squeaked. That was just hey. for you.
1: Hey. Hola. Hola. <laughs> there you go. There's <laughs> there it Elsa. Is.
0: Elsa making an appearance. <laughs> All right. We're done. That's Thanks. It. Take Later, care. y'all.